0: Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at eplroundtable at gmail.com. Right now I'm joined by Jake Jackman, who you can find on Twitter at that handle, but it's with two ends. Uh, as those that listen will recall, uh, he, of course, writes for EPL Index and The Boot Room. Uh, Jake, the last time we had you on the show, you are optimistic about a potential takeover. Um, then that looks like it's fallen through. Everything started looking bleak. But today, maybe a little bit of uh, positivity with the potential <clears throat> of you uh, bringing in Islam Slimani on loan. Uh, how are you currently feeling at the moment and, and what's happening up Tyneside?
1: Yeah, I'm feeling feeling generally okay. I learned to limit my my highs and my lows because if I didn't, I'd just forever be just like drowning my sorrows or just like wanting to, you know, do something crazy in happiness because it seems to be that way with Newcastle. We we had to take over stuff and that fell through. Um, And there was a lot of sort of PR spin war between the two parties, which I don't know really who to believe. Probably somewhere down the middle, I think. Um, Although although Mike Ashley is is public enemy number one and always will be. I think it's very easy to take the side against him. So I think it's, it's probably somewhere in the middle. Um, If, if the, the prospective new owners really wanted to buy the club, I think they could probably put the money up and do it. Like this, this one thing talking about doing deals and another thing to do it. And that's what we found Newcastle in this transfer window as well. And There's been a lot of talk about us spending money and bringing players in. And it just hasn't happened. And Mike Ashley's quote about the takeover saying it was a... A, a complete waste of time. <laughs> the negotiations with Amanda Stavely seems like what is, is, is exactly the same with negotiating with him in the transfer window. It seems to be a complete waste of time because we, we've we had several targets. A notable one has been Nikolai Jorgensen from Feyenoord. There's a lot of reports at times saying we were willing to break our transfer record for him. And, and finals were pretty, pretty transparent with what they wanted. They just wanted they, they set a fee. They weren't gonna they weren't going to move from that, and they were open to selling them if we met that. And, and we didn't come close to doing that. So it, it's it's I, I understand why maybe it's a risk to sign an Eredivisie striker of twenty million in the in mid season who's never played. in a a bigger division than Holland or or Denmark, but it's also, there's a premium that comes to spending in January. If you you need to do business in this window, you're going to have to pay the prices, and we are very unwilling to do that. Um, And there was a lot of talk about Downing Storage on Monday. That didn't happen. That was about a (laughs) two-hour, very excited me for a little bit, thinking we're going to sign a very, very good player, and ended up going to play for Alan Pardew, which says a lot about where we currently are in the world of football and how players view and move to Newcastle. Uh, They say it was about geographical sort of reasons where he had family there but it, it, it if, if Tottenham or Arsenal what offering him a do I'm sure he would have went there so it, yeah it's it's a little bit worrying that that happened but I went in today today expecting no players to come in and there was rumors about Mikel Ambarino possibly going to Bilbao which would have been an absolute worst case scenario This seems to be a bit a little bit better than that like you said Islam Samani seems to be heading to Newcastle on loan I'll I'm going to believe that when I see it because the same was said about Daniel Sturridge but I've just, just seen a tweet from Lee Ryder who's, who's one of the local correspondents saying that he is now in Newcastle to complete the, the the medical and other things so it seems to be that one that one seems to be happening. And I think it's a bare minimum. We needed a striker. We've needed a Premier League striker probably for three or four years now since Denver Bar and Papi season. We haven't had one and, and we've been unwilling to spend the money to get one. Um, Somali might not be the most exciting name but I think he, he fits the bill and what we need. We play sort of a counter attacking in style. We don't like to have possession of the ball. I think we've got the, the lowest average possession of any Premier League team. So... We're, it's gonna. We need a target man, somebody that can hold up the ball and then score the chances we do make. Because although we don't have a lot of the ball, we do have some chances against Chelsea in the FA Cup. We created a, a few chances in the first half. If we were a bit better in the final third, we probably would have been in the game at half time, possibly in the lead or uh, possibly level, or even in the lead. We we had chances when it was 0-0. We just didn't take those chances. There's been that case in a lot of our games this season where we haven't taken the chances. And although we are quite reliable at the back, we can't. Ex- it's a bit like Middlesbrough last season. We can't expect to keep keeping clean sheets and getting points. Like we need to start putting the ball in the back of the net so a striker was an absolute huge necessity and and Islan Smani, very good in Portugal I've rated him over there Uh, when he played for Sporting I thought he was a potential top four player in the Premier League I thought it would have been a good signing for Arsenal a potential upgrade on Giroud it hasn't gone great for him at Leicester, but I think it's the same for Iannatiero I as well. I think it, it's their style of play; they like they need quick counter-attacking players, uh, which is why I'm surprised Moussa didn't really work there. But maybe he's just not very good. But yeah, they got they got Vardy, and you know Okazaki does that work rate role. And uh, so somebody's neither a quick player or somebody who's going to work really hard. He's somebody who can hold the ball up, put himself about, and score goals melee with his head and if he gets good deliveries across he will score goals so I think it's a good signing for us and I think it's one that brings relative little risk because um, if it doesn't work out he didn't really cost a lot of money so yeah I think I'm I'm quite pleased with it you know we've had Hossulu playing most of the season I think Samani's a lot better than Hossulu so in, if he does come in I think he might miss I think he's got a little injury he might miss the first couple of weeks and I think we've got less we're not going to see him in the UGAS for a while but when he does start playing, I think he's he's capable of scoring sort of four, five, six goals, and that could be huge in keeping us up. So, yeah, I think that's a very, very good signing.
0: Yeah, it definitely looks one. Uh, also, you're being linked with a goalkeeper who I've definitely heard of before, as has anyone else, but uh, feel free to remind us.
1: Yeah, um, Martin Dupravka, I think his name is. Uh, he's been linked with us for most of the window, whether that means he's been our number one target. Or <laughs> and that he's very, very good and Rafa really wants him, I'm not sure, or if that's really the only keeper that is available and we thought we could get with the finances we have, which seems a more realistic shout. Uh, I've not I've never really heard of him, not seen him play. <laughs> There's not a lot of players I can say that about, but no, I've never heard of him. So, I've seen a few clips of him playing in Scotland floating about on Twitter today, and he made one rather good save. But I don't know whether he's going to come in uh, and start and, and start immediately. I think that would be a big risk. Uh, I know Rafford doesn't rate Darlow or Elliot that highly, but I'm not sure if this guy's really going to be the answer. It'd be interesting if he comes in and plays. That that be interesting, and he, he could be really good. It's it's one of those things that sometimes you do just bring in a goalkeeper and and they do just start playing. Like Mignolet came in sort of unknown at Sunderland and he's, I know Liverpool fans don't rate him very highly now but he's, he's a good Premier League keeper. So you know, you never know. So you, 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 sometimes you do just pick up these these players. That you as a Tottenham fan will say you didn't expect much of Gazzaniga. Admittedly, he only played one game but he did fairly well in that. So you never know. He, he might do, come in and do, do all right. There must be a reason why we've spent most of the month trying to get him. So yeah, I'm, I'm open to seeing how he does. I think the bigger thing with him coming in is that it's going to allow Freddie Woodman to go out on loan. I think he's been talked about going to Aberdeen today, so I think that's huge. He's, he's a young keeper, made his debut in the third round of the FA Cup, uh, played for the England Under-20 teams when we won the World Cup in the summer. Very highly rated, being linked with Tottenham, Liverpool, um, Man City, a lot of big clubs looking at him. He's meant to be it's been talked about as a similar sort of player to, to John Pickford, one that could come in quite young and, and play. I think he needs to go and get some first-team experience before that happens at Newcastle. So, yeah, I think bringing in, Dupravka I think is 29 maybe doesn't doesn't completely shut off the first team route for Freddie Woodman if he goes off and does well on loan so I think it's bigger in that respect than than what this guy's going to offer us but yeah he's going to allow one of my better players to go out on loan so that's, that's always a positive.
0: Cool any other movement that you're expecting and uh, how much movement do you think Rafa will expect in uh, his eternal quote-unquote struggle to stay at the club?
1: <laughs> yeah um there's a, there's a few rumors going around on Twitter about a possible third player coming in. Um, I think Marcos Laurente from Real Madrid has been linked, uh, a centre midfielder, somebody that Rafa is very high on, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's very rare for Newcastle to do any deals on deadline day. And I'm fairly, I'm, I'm very surprised we're doing two as it is. So I don't think any, any more players will be coming in. Um, Rafa yesterday at his press conference seemed confident there would be movement, and that seems to be in the case. Of, there was a report this morning saying he'd spoken to Mike Ashley on Tuesday and, and made it clear that he needed some players to come in, and it's, it's positive that's happened. I think if we had signed nobody apart from Kennedy, I think that would have been a. I think there could have been quite a bad atmosphere at the game today, and it, it might have had a positive, uh, a negative effect on our season. So the. the sort of bad mood and, and what that brings and I'm not I'm not really quite sure why we haven't done more business I think if you staying in the Premier League is sort of worth 100 150 million uh, there's a new television deal going to be announced in the next couple of months which is probably going to be worth even more than that so spending 20-30 million to keep your place in the Premier League which I'm sure if they'd have given Rafa Benitez 20 or 30 million to spend we would stay up no problem I, I have no doubt about that it's it just seems a, it's a very it just seems something that most clubs should have done I'm, I'm not sure why they haven't done it it's seems to have been just, they don't back themselves. I, I don't really understand. Mike Ashley's always been like it in Newcastle. He's, he spends big to get out of the Championship, but he doesn't spend to stay in the Premier League, which is, it's a very weird business strategy. Like, if we go down the season, no doubt we'd probably spend 50, 60 million again to get back off. It's, yeah. Um, I think with Rafa, I think the one positive thing about loans is, but loans going out of the club, I'll talk about a few players going out of the club as well in a second, but yeah, the, it's, it's loans both ways, which suggests that, the current board are sort of thinking short term, which maybe think, which makes me think there's still possibility of this takeover happening. Um, and Rafa's attitude, uh, sort of the way he's been in press conferences, suggests that too. I think he thinks that someone's uh, a takeover is going to happen. I'm not completely ruling it out, but it's there's nothing in it. It was important we did some business this month, um, which we've done. Um, the players going out with the club, Mitrovic is going back to Anderlecht, which. It's a mixed one for me. I think it's, I'm happy that he's going back out for him because he's at Serbia at the World Cup. He's not been playing at Newcastle. So he's never going to feature for, for Newcastle, uh, for us again this season. Rafa Benitez has completely written him off. Um, we even started Ayoze Perez ahead of him up front. So yeah, he, he's not, he wasn't going to feature. So even if we'd assign nobody to go, I kind of did want Mitrovic to go out purely for him because I do quite like him. I think he's, there's a player there. And I think he's probably going to go do really well at Andalucia to have a good World Cup. And if he does that, that's good for Newcastle because it will probably increase his value. So it's it's that's a good thing. Rolando Arons is probably going out. He he was linked to Hull for most of the day, but I think now he's going to Hellas Verona in uh, Syria, which is an interesting move. He's always been a player that I think has the talent to be a first team player for Newcastle, but injuries and. Maybe a lack of experience have gone against him, so that'll be interesting how he does if he does go to Syria. Uh, he, he's very dynamic, uh, good to watch. Runs at defenders, so that could be a fun a fun player to watch over there. He's going to go and link up with Rafa's ex assistant at Newcastle. I think he was here for he was the assistant at Newcastle uh, in the season we got relegated for those sort of eight nine games that Rafa was in charge. So he's going to go and link up with him. So that seems to be a bit of a. a <laughs> Mate's rates going on there, deal for it for Rafa's mate, which it would be interesting how he does that. And then Coleback is another one I expect to go up before the end of the window. I think we probably finished this window with a slightly stronger squad than we started it with. I mean, I'm excited to see what Kennedy does. He he seems to be an exciting player. Got a lot. To, uh, he likes to run at defenders. Got a lot of skills. And it's nice to have a Brazilian. Like I don't think I've hasn't been a Brazilian at the club since I've really started following Newcastle closely. Apart from Claudio Cachapa, and the fact you've probably never heard of him, Kevin, is because he wasn't very good. So <laughs> I'm excited to see how he, how Kennedy does. I think he's got. He spoke about how he, he knew Newcastle because of the film Goal, which any, that reference makes me like him a little bit more as well. So yeah, I'm, a, I'm excited to see how he does I think samani's going to be a good signing. I think he's, his ceiling is probably a lot higher than Newcastle and Leicester. It's just that Leicester didn't suit him. So I think this could be a move that rebuilds his career. So that'll be fun to watch. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm positive. I'm, I think there's still a lot of unknowns of Newcastle where we're going to end up in six months' time. Is Rafa going to still be here? Is... Is actually still going to be here? What players are going to be here? Which division we're going to be in? Like, there's so much, so much I know it's going to be a fun few months to support. What? Well, maybe not fun, but it's going to be an interesting few months to see see where the club lands in six months. Um, the, I don't think there's any chance of Rafa leaving before the end of the season, so that's a good thing. So yeah, I, I think the sign of someone If he if if his injury, if if he can get into the team quickly, scoring goals and has a point to prove, I think we'll stay up. I think this. It's, it's a yeah, I think it's a relative. It's a good deal. I'm I'm fairly pleased if it does go through. But as a Newcastle fan, under um, Mike Ashley, I'm eternally pessimistic about <laughs> that one. Uh,
0: uh, pessimistic that he'd do well or pessimistic that he's actually coming.
1: I, I, I'm pessimistic about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a complete spin story. No, it seems it seems to actually be happening. So that's a good thing. But if it's too little, too late. Time will tell. I think it's good that they've done something. Because if we'd have brought nobody in today, that would have been an absolute disaster. And it, I think that. Yeah, we'd have been one of the favourites to go to get relegated, especially with sort of the upturn in Swansea and, and West Brom recently. So it's very good we've got that. And if we beat Burnley tonight, it's going to be a completely different mood and time side than it was yesterday. And that's, yeah, I, I, if we win
0: tonight and, and Somani signs,
1: I think, yeah, I think we'll stay up.
0: Cool. All right. Uh, well, thanks so much, Jake. Uh, best of luck to Newcastle the rest of the season. And I'm sure we'll speak soon.
1: Cheers.